welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today we're going to talk about financial freedom. Stay tuned for today's broadcast. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Isn't it good to know that God has pleasure in the prosperity of those who serve his will. On today's broadcast, we're going to talk about financial freedom. I want you to say it with me. I want to live in financial freedom. You know, I have no doubt about it. Poverty is not the will of God for me. And my friend, poverty is not the will of God for you either. You see, poverty is slavery because it is designed to keep you from realizing your potential. I want you to think about how very difficult it is to accomplish your purpose on life if you are existing in a state of poverty. Also, poverty is demonic because have you noticed whenever you're in that state, it forces you to be selfish What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? But once you're in a state of abundance, prosperity, fullness, then your mind automatically shifts to how you can tend to and care for the needs of others. Poverty is ungodly because the scripture we just read clearly says he delights in the prosperity of his saints. Now, I've heard it said this way, and I agree with it. If you were born in poverty, shame on those who brought you into that condition when you came into the world. But if you remain in poverty, shame on you for not maximizing your opportunities to change your life. Now, what does financial freedom look like? What does it look like? First of all, for me, it's living without monetary stress. There's so many people stressed about so many things. And one of the major stressors I find in the lives of many people is stress about money. Not enough, um, not nearly enough to take care of all of their needs and expenses and concerns. So stress over money is one of the major uh, reasons that people are not really enjoying their lives to the full. So financial freedom to me looks like living without monetary stress. It also means living with options. You know, think of the joy of being able to buy what you want when you want, uh, give how you want, to go where you want, 
uh, to drive what you want, live where you want. So it's living with options. Also, the ability to be generous without a fear of lack. You know, so many people would be more generous if they knew there was more than enough and never would be a shortage. And then I, I think financial freedom is having the resources to secure the next generation. So what would you do with financial freedom? If that were your condition in life, you know, I often like to ask this question. What would you do if you could do what you want to? How would you spend your time if you had no boss? See, you have to answer these questions for yourself now because these are pre-qualifiers and should be a precursor to any attainment, especially financial attainment. Now, how do I actually accomplish financial freedom? I want you to really think about these pointers that I'm going to share with you in order to uh, begin the process of moving toward financial freedom. Now, it starts with the realization that you have as much opportunity to change your condition as does anyone else. Now, I've traveled all over the world to some of the poorest countries on the planet. And you know what I noticed? Someone was still prospering. I personally have relationship with people that were born in the poorest villages in Africa. I'm talking about mud huts and grass roofs who are now living very well. Now, nothing has changed in much of the environment around them. I mean, not dramatically, but they changed and their mindset changed and their habits changed and their faith increased and they used their gifts. And because of those changes, they were able to escape poverty while many others, many, many others around them are still living in the grips of it. So the first thing that has to happen in order for you to move toward the accomplishment of financial freedom is you have to realize that you have as much opportunity to change your condition as does anyone else. Now, secondly, discover your gifts. You know, I sincerely believe that housed within each one of our gifts is the ability of us to prosper beyond our wildest imagination. But most people, like the ostrich, bury their gifts in the sand and don't ever really utilize them or discover the uniqueness of them. Now, the third key is the willingness to make the sacrifices necessary to shift the paradigm of your life. There is no shift in the paradigm of your life without making sacrifices. You have to be willing to do what others are unwilling to do in order to live how many others will never be able to live. Number four, you have to remain disciplined as you begin to gain increase. You know, for some of us, the moment we get just a little bit of extra money, we begin to repeat the foolish behaviors that brought on poverty in the first place. Number five, we have to make the shift from stinginess to generosity. You know, I never forget 
when I was looking at the differential between my life and what I desired in life financially. And I never, I will never forget hearing the Lord say to me, if you want to change your financial situation, you're going to have to give your way out of it. And I thought to myself, how can giving make this any better? But it was a simple principle that when you make the shift from stinginess, which is the fear of lack, it's a, a poverty spirit, to generosity, that's the spiritual shift that begins to change the environment of your life. Now, you have to also become a person of order. I highly recommend that you declutter your life. I have found that prosperity and disorganization aren't good roommates. So get your life in order. You have to also, number seven, confront sabotaging habits. You know, for example, if you know you spend everything that you have in your possession, make sure your check is direct deposited and you have to put a step between yourself and your resources. Now, the eighth principle is this. You have to create new norms that accommodate prosperity, like budgeting, savings, debt elimination, uh, managing your resources better. These are new norms, and these will accommodate living prosperously. Now, the ninth key is this. You need to think differently about money. You've got to make a shift from consumer to investor. Send your money to make money without you needing to be anywhere else or give up any more of your hours to some effort. Now, the tenth key is this. You need to create your own opportunities. Don't wait for somebody to hand you something. Create your own opportunities. You realize that the number one means through which people are prospering proficiently is through their own businesses, their own efforts. What if you work for yourself the way you work for someone else? Number 11, I recommend you decide by decades. You know, for example, I'm 50 right now, but I'm making 60-ish decisions. I'm thinking about my life when I turn 60, if the Lord tarries and the Lord wills. And I'm thinking about how I want to live when I turn 60. So my decisions at 50 are in agreement with the lifestyle I want at 60. So decide by decades. The 12th thing, lose the need to compete with other people or to keep up with other people. That is foolishness. Stay out of the rat race. Stay out of competitions and comparisons of your life and your abilities with other people. Now, here's number 13. Don't allow other people to set your values. You know, there are people, for example, that will look at your income and they say, you know, for the money you make, you could be living this way. No, you don't allow other people to set your values. Set your own values and establish what is important to yourself. Now, you have to also, number 14, confront all materialism. Is there anywhere that I am using the accomplishment of, you know, purchasing something or acquiring whatever? Am I using these things 
in order to try to resolve internal issues. That's called materialism. Number 15, developing contentment. See, as long as you're anxious about money, it won't come. So you got to become content with where you are on the way to where you're going. And number 16, you have to adjust your relationship with money. For some of us, the reason that we are not permitted to prosper in the proportions that we desire to is because we have a tendency toward idolatry with the little that we have. So I believe that it is God's will that his children live prosperously. That is, having more than enough to do everything that we have been called and purposed to do. But in order for us to live in these dimensions, we have to become a people of principle because principle creates prosperity. Listen, I know this has been a lot of information in a very short time, but I believe that you can live in financial freedom if you simply change your mindset. This has been Dr. Mark Jones, and I want to thank you once again for tuning in. Always remember that you can find me at 813-241-6919, extension 15, if you're wanting to schedule for your next event. You can also find me on YouTube at Manifestations Worldwide. I'm on Facebook as Mark Jones. Until we get together next time, may you live long and lead well.